Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. It's a really fun show. Uh, we have it kind of broken up into two parts. Uh, the first part's Walshy and I. Uh, we're talking about the semifinals, putting a bow on those, and then we dig in pretty hard into the cup finals with both uh, Montreal and Tampa. And then the second part of the show, um, we have our, our new gambling expert, uh, Braggy, joins us. And it uh, it's a real fun it's a real fun episode. It's a really great listen. Check us out on Twitter for the braggy locks of the week for our gambling picks. And uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you get your, your podcasts. Um, we got lots of listens. We really appreciate the support. We do, we do want people to subscribe and rate the show and you know hit us up on social media make sure you're following us make sure you're retweeting spread the word about the group chat it's been great thanks so much for listening and welcome to this week's chat okay okay so walshy we're here it's sunday night it's beautiful here in ontario it's it's been great there in newfoundland too right it's been unbelievable here chaps the weather is unseasonable here in newfoundland <laughs> right now i'm Which, not even like, kidding that's saying something because uh, warm weather in Newfoundland is is a rarity. Look, if it was warm here, everyone would live here. Um, <laughs> that's the reason why it's not fully populated oh. at this point. But if if this continues, this is like tropical weather here in Newfoundland right now. It is yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Was out at the pool today. AP is there shirtless. Yes. He's the most bronze man I've ever seen besides the dad. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, we've get, had some unbelievable weather here in June. How how tanned was AP? With no guaranteed he showed up with no shirt on. Uh, no, he, he he showed up with no sleeves. No that, sleeve. That shirt quickly was on the ground. I mean yeah. he he was pre-oiled with the, the ocean potion. <laughs> He was pre-oiled. He had he, no need to apply anymore. He was. He, he may have even put a little bit of olive oil on there just to <laughs> just to crisp up a little bit more. But but he was uh, he was looking like he was kind of mid summer in Florida AP. And like suntan lotion is not a is not part of the routine there either. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's ocean potion and tanning oil but there's no protection against the sun in that situation no absolutely not absolutely not he's he's looking to really crisp up and 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 fry a little bit now he has a base tan clearly is it spray tan is it tanning bed where's he at what how did he get the the base that he had? good good question i i think it's nat oh natural Really, think, it's been that I nice, think, eh? I think he's cocked off in the backyard and, you know, just getting his workout in and just laying in the sun all day. <laughs> does he – here's the real question. In July, does AP go topless while doing one-on-one hockey skills sessions on the ice? Look, I, I've got to believe at some point, you know, that has to cross his mind. But, but you know AP is a professional. Yeah, he is. Um, he is. That's right. He, he's a professional. So look, it's he. He'll he'll put that aside. That'll be something that he wants to do, but just doesn't. That do he it. doesn't do. Yeah, I think you're right. That's probably he's way more professional than I am. Full disclosure, <laughs> I'm a couple cocktails deep, and like we just <laughs> we just finished up like an afternoon 
session in the neighbor's pool. And then I, you know, you start the barbecue, you get some cocktails going and all of a sudden, you know, it's not junk drunk chaps here, but it's, you know, had a few cocktails chaps that we're dealing with. This is, I told you, this is my favorite chaps. Yeah. So, so everybody's going to get a, a glimpse at the, uh, at chaps in his peak performance um yeah. today uh, this I is like where it. i'm at my best i like it yeah so this is so this is where we're at on a, on a gorgeous on a gorgeous sunday um we've got braggy coming up later in the show he's gonna join us and he's gonna get into the gambling aspect of the finals here so that's gonna be new for us i'm really looking forward to to braggy joining the show a little bit later same. He he's he won't let me in on exactly what he's gonna drop tonight. <laughs> it's all a it's all a secret. This is all kind of uh, very secretive at the moment, but uh, but he's 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 hinted that he has some great stuff. He's like, I'm gonna drop a line tonight that you boys are gonna love. I'm really excited for it. I'm really I really am. So, yeah. and I think the people are gonna love what Braggy's got going too. Um, so let's put a little bow here on the semifinals. I don't want to dwell too long on them, so we're just going to hit it pretty quick. Um, Islanders, Tampa, great game seven. W- what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, look, I think I think that was that was it. it. Was maybe my favorite game of the playoffs so far. Um, it was an excellent game, one nothing game, but exciting. Um, and the Tampa crowd really was into it. It felt kind of like. You know, they were a little bit embarrassed by that New York crowd in game yeah. six that went ballistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but my God, what an excellent hockey game. Fast, physical, tough. Lots of really good chances. Now, Tampa had all, the majority of the great chances, and Varlamov yeah. played really well. But, but the Islanders had a really great push in the third. Almost tied it up real late. But great hockey game. Could have gone either way. But ultimately, I, I think like you and I said, you know, this Islanders team is is a good team, really good team, but not good enough to beat this Tampa team. Yeah, I think I think the same thing. I think like also also just to go back to the end of game six quickly, somebody from the Islanders not drinking one of those beers that were thrown onto the ice was such a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, somebody should have been somebody should have been chugging those beers as they went off the ice. It would have been such a classic move but they missed they missed it and i don't understand how they missed it yeah martin or clutterbuck or someone should have just yugged right. one of those things just the, martin, double fisting you don't have to put it to your lips right because that's not that's not sanitary so we're not interested in that but you could have done like the sky pour right with two beers and got it all over your face and it would have been unbelievable anyway so back to game seven one nothing games, and we talked about the refereeing last week. So that was a hard played game between the whistles. Anybody who thinks you can't have really hard, clean playoff hockey should watch that game because I thought it was awesome, man. It was it was everything you want the playoffs to be, and it was low scoring, but there were skilled plays being made. It was contested ice all over the place. For me, it was one of the best games of the year and it's one, nothing. And I'm, I'm quite happy to watch that. Yeah. Same, same. And just to, to kind of finish here, um, because I watched the game with Braggy and, um, and he had a bet on Hedman getting a power play point in that game. 
And yeah. Tampa didn't get a power play, and he was going ballistic the whole game. <laughs> Just but, a degenerate but yelling we at were the watching, TV. Was like, how does this happen? Was, we were watching the Amps. Man, I, I honestly, as hard and as physical as this game has been, I've not seen anything kind of egregious at all. Like, the, letting them play in this way, it's this is fine by me. Yeah, this is it was, fine. That was good hockey. It was awesome. It was fun to watch. And, and like we said, you know, we've tweeted it out. We've talked about it on the pod. New York got everything they could get out of that lineup and then some, and that's as far as that lineup can go. I don't know what I, I'm not a New York Islander insider. I have no clue what they should do next. So I'm not going to talk about that, but they got everything they could out of what they had. And I don't know where they go from here, but that's two years in a row in the conference finals. And if they had won that game, I would have said they earned it and all good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, I, I I think look, that's that's exactly it. It's you know they're they're a really good team, good enough to get this far. I I like you said, I don't know what they're going to do in the off season. I don't think they make many changes. They're going to have to get better from within. I don't really care either, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, I, I yeah, I don't either. Like I think <laughs> just... we the Islanders <laughs> fine. They're they were a nice little story. I was cheering for them against Tampa. I yeah. guess, but, but now I don't care. Yeah, I, let's let's move on. <laughs> so then we get to Vegas, Montreal, and you you nailed it with the Montreal pick before the series, man. I, you did good yeah, job. Yeah, I, look, I I thought Montreal was better in a couple of areas than than Vegas, and yep. um, it turned out to be to be right. And you know, it, at the end of the day, Montreal was just a better team, um, yeah. and now we've got two Atlantic teams in the finals. Well, <laughs> well, I think we should, we should hit on that here in a second. Um, to me, the biggest surprise out of the two things that mattered out of that Vegas Montreal series for me were Pete DeBoer making the change back and forth between goalies. Um, you know, it, I would not have done it. We talked about it last podcast. He's probably the only coach in the NHL that does it, but like, they clearly don't have any faith in Marc-Andre Fleury as the guy because they went out and traded for Leonard last year and started them all playoffs. Then when the when it really mattered, they started Leonard in these playoffs. So I don't know what they do going forward, with, but the goaltending, I think, was a huge distraction more than anything else to me. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a big distraction in the room, but yeah. certainly there was a lot of noise around that stuff. And, you know, that's never good. No. Um, and, and you know how things are with in dressing rooms. Um, as much as you'd like to think that, you know, it doesn't matter, it probably does a little bit because there's all yeah, these yeah. guys that are, you know, on on one guy's side and, and another group of guys are on another, uh, you know, guy's side. So, look, it could have impacted the goaltending. Look, Leonard played well. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that that was the problem, nope. but it probably did have a bit of a distraction. And I, but I also don't think like okay, so let's take the the Mark Andre Fleury end of game was it game four that he turned that over or game yeah, it was game, game four three. game three game three. So if you take that out, like when they lost in Vegas for game five, none of those goals were on Fleury. I thought he played he played well, um, and I think you're right in a, in those situations. You all, you absolutely will have guys in the room who second guess what the coach is doing. You just do, and I, I don't, I don't think it played a huge factor necessarily in the room. 
but man, it became a huge talking point and it let those Vegas forwards off the hook big time. Yeah, it, it really did. I mean, you know, their forwards did not show up. Stone is rightfully taking a lot of heat, but there's a lot of guys that just were invisible. Uh, yeah. I mean, all of their shots and all of their chances came from the point. Um, their forwards got nothing done against that D. And, you know, I, I, I think we're seeing this, that this Montreal D, these four guys are no joke. Oh, my God. Um, Remember when no AP- joke and no one has really been able to kind of break through on them just yet. And when you do, then you've got to beat the best goaltender in the world. So, yeah, very difficult um, task. And, you know, I, I, I just think that those Vegas forwards really, really need to look in the mirror. And, man, did I ever see a lot of action on social media after that, after that uh, game six loss. About yeah. Eichel to Vegas. Eichel oh my to God. Vegas. They need you know a what, game though? breaking uh, center. And do I think... don't think they're wrong. Neither do I. Vegas is in on everybody. So if they can get rid of Marc Andre Fleury, because I don't think they come back with, with both of those goalies. So he's, I think, either five or seven million a season. It's he's not too be long. Seven, right? He's got to be seven. I think it's seven. So it's not too long before. And and Flurry's going to win the Vesna this year, so it's not like you're not going to be able to get rid of him if you want. All of a sudden, you only need to clear up three more million in cap space. Well, Martinez leaves. Boom! You got Jack Eichel. You're going to have to trade them a couple pieces. So what? They're going to do it. I I really think that that's the spot he lands now that they're out. I I do too. I especially after watching that series. Yeah, they um, they've they invested need so much. A player. Out. Yeah, they do. They need a centerman. Yeah. Because they yeah. have Pacioretty, Stone, they've got Marsha So, you know, they've got the wingers, but they don't have a, a real legit top-end center. So it'd be super interesting to see what they do from here. I think there's lots for Vegas. Vegas is going to be a fun team to watch this summer. For four years now, they've been the, the most exciting <laughs> team to watch in the offseason. So, um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, I, I like him to land there now. I really do. Yeah, that's a... That's a podcast we're going to get into here, you know, as soon as the finals are done with off-season stuff. But that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, so now we've got <laughs> the Leaf fan hatred series of all time, where you've got Tampa, who's stomped you out in your own division for the last few years, and Montreal. <laughs> what happened this year? Going against each other in an Atlantic Division finals. Yeah, look, it's it kind of played out a little. Well, okay, two of the teams, two teams that we didn't necessarily think. But man, if you're looking at real good teams in the NHL, six to seven out of the top ten are coming from this Atlantic Division. Oh, like, this God. is a murderer's row of of teams, and um, and yeah, we're we're getting a Montreal Tampa final. I, I, look, I. At the beginning of the playoffs, I would have never said that this was going to be the final. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> uh, I don't think unless you were a delusional Hab fan. That's right. But, but absolutely no one saw this coming. But as the playoffs started to play out, this this was kind of what I was envisioning. So and here like, we are. I don't think it's fair to say that Carey Price has – stolen series and been the reason Montreal's got where they got. I think Carey Price has played very well, but like 
how many how many grade A chances do you really see them giving up? Like, I don't see that. I don't see Carey Price stealing series. I see him being the better goalie, but I don't see him being the determining factor. I think it's their young studs up front, their four big D, and then their total team commitment to what they're doing defensively. Yeah, look, since since I would say game five and six of the Leaf series, yeah, where where look he. He stole game one and he stole kind of game five and six as well, like at the end of those games when the Leafs are really That's right. dominating. Yeah. But, but game since five, then, especially. Game five, especially. Yeah. Since then, I agree. Their team defense and they're, they're playing very well. And, you know, is he making great saves? Absolutely. But that's, he's part of the team. He gets paid as well. <laughs> that's right. And, that's right. He's know, allowed to do that. Yeah, you 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 pay that guy ten million a year to to make those saves. So, so yeah, I I agree. I think this is just total team commitment. They're bought. They're bought in. They believe it now. Um, and they've they're coming in this series with a lot of confidence and, and a lot of rest, really, too. Yes, again for another series, and it didn't hurt them against Winnipeg either. No, it did not. It did not. Um, the other thing uh, that has really stood out for me is, could you imagine sitting Cole Caulfield right now for a game? No, absolutely not. <laughs> How does that happen? He like, is electric out there. And but... I know this, that I know this isn't how NHL players kind of come to stardom where it's like you jump in the league in the playoffs one year, you have a good run and then you're just a superstar from now on. Yeah. But there's nothing about him and his abilities that make me think he's not going to have success next regular season. I, I, I agree. This guy is starting chats to look like a floor 40 guy. He, he it's yeah. like Matthews, right? He's his floor is 40. Yeah. Right. And then it's, it's whatever else you get above this, but look, I, I mentioned earlier about watching the game with bragging. We were also watching with um, two other Habs fans that um, we, we were at their house for dinner that night. And, we got into a discussion about, you know, the Habs potentially playing Tampa. And, and one of the guys actually said, can you imagine if the Habs hadn't have traded Sergachev for Drewman? <laughs> and, but, but look, listen, listen to this. My response to that was, well, but if you didn't make that trade, you probably don't have Sherrod on your team. Yeah, that's right. And you know what else you probably don't have? You don't have Drew in there who leaves the team this year. And, and opens you probably don't you probably don't call up Caulfield. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So all of these kind of little things happen and there's always a little trickle effect. Yeah. But man, does Cole Caulfield look like a superstar right now. Doesn't he? And like Ever since that game five with Toronto where he picks that puck off in over in overtime and they score since like the first the the first couple games in that series it you know he looked good but since that time he's looked like a rock star man and like they got him at 15 for for Christ's sake like what the hell is everybody watching when they're scouting it's it, it's mind-boggling man and the NHL scouting community is they, there's just they miss too often. I, I don't know why, but there's something that is not scoutable. Um, I guess it's the same in any sport, but I mean, 
for him to fall that far, and I know why, right? Because he's five, six, but that just doesn't seem to matter, right? It, it doesn't matter in his game. He's powerful. He's fast. He explodes by you. His shot is it's Ovechkin-ish. Yeah. Like it's, it's, he's a legit, legit 40 to 50 guy, your guy. And, um, I, I don't see him slowing down anytime too. He's got so much swagger and so much confidence. It's crazy. Well, and I don't think you need to draft every guy who's five, eight, but at the same time, like, <laughs> how do you not look? I mean, it wasn't clear in his draft years. And right when we were watching him in the world juniors, it was so clear that this guy was going to be able to score at any level he played at. It's he got himself to the right spots. The puck found him, and he could shoot. And you just go, how how do NHL teams still at this day and age look at size when they're drafting and just go? Because that's clearly all it had to be. Anybody who said anything other than that was lying to themselves. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's look, it's this has been a mystery for me for a while. Of you know, it's it's the same thing in junior scouting. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing in, in the NHL. I, there's something that scouts are just not able to, to see. Um, yeah. And it's, it's commitment. It's you say what it is. It's mindset. It's whatever. But there's something that they're missing, even on high end players. Yeah. They're overvalue or undervaluing something. And I, I just don't know what it is. Well, it, and you look at Caulfield on that side and then on the other side, right? You've got, and we'll, we'll, I want to finish a couple of things on Montreal first, but on the other side, then you got Point and Kucherov, who are second and third round picks. So like, it's hap- it just happens far too often in the NHL. And I get you're you're scouting eighteen year olds, but Caulfield was playing college last year. It's not like, or this year, sorry, he played this year. It's yeah. not like it's not like he took four years to develop. They drafted him two years ago. Yeah, he, so he he came. He he seems like he's fresh out of the box, ready to go, right? It's, yeah. It's one of these things. He's not going to need any adjustment, clearly. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, look, I, the size thing seems to get by scouts a lot. And I'm surprised it again didn't get brought up more in that Vegas-Montreal series. Uh, Suzuki, that trade for Suzuki is a clear home run for, um, for Bergeron, uh, Bergevin there. Um, Suzuki looks like a legit star star player. Yeah, he he he's been real good. He was really good last year too. Yeah, and he had been, a great he's great bubble. He, yeah, he's been really solid all season. He he's very good defensively as well. Like he he looks he looks a lot like Bergeron early in his career. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if he turns into a Patrice Bergeron, he's Jesus, what a trade that's going to be! No but kidding. He, he's he's really producing. He's playing very well. Looks like legit. Um, look, I don't want to say he's a first line center. He could be, but he is. They clearly won that trade, right? That 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 for me is a clear win for for Montreal. And if you're looking back three years ago and what Bergevin was doing with this team and how he was building it, I, I mean, I thought he was going to be fired. Yes. Um. After after one season, after he made kind of that deal, and yeah, you know, continuing to draft these small guys and small centers, and but look, he he has surrounded those guys with a lot of bigger, more physical players like that. What he's done with the D 
And with the third and fourth line on that team, like bringing guys like Perry and Stahl, Armia uh, is a big physical guy. You know, he's brought in Anderson. Um, Toffoli kind of plays a little bit tough as well, right? So he's surrounded those smaller real skill guys with a lot of big physical guys. And I think that's the difference. And those are the moves that he has made that have made the difference in this team. Yeah. And I think if the Leafs beat them, I think he gets fired too. Oh but, yeah, I, I I agree. I if if they lose to the Leafs, he he's probably gone. But again, it's a game of inches and sometimes centimeters, right? Man, um, and there's not much to give between winning and losing in the NHL. No, and uh, and here we are. And we haven't talked about this at all. And I think it's it, this Montreal story is just like it's so hard to under like it's so hard to grasp how they got here because. They lose their coach for this for most of this series, and the assistant coach steps in, and they don't like nothing changes. They don't miss a beat, even though their head coach is gone, and he's going to be gone to game three. And I don't think it matters. And that that's stunning to me that they've not missed a beat with somebody else behind the bench. Yeah, like it's it's the NHL though, right? And, and it is. If you look You're at right. that lineup, and they've got a nice, real, real nice veteran group, right? Like. Weber, Perry, uh, Stahl, these guys, I mean, you don't need to coach these guys up. Like, the system is in place. They know kind of that. And, and Montreal plays very similar. They're not really playing a matchup game other than the Dano line, right? The Dano line plays against uh, the other team's top line. Yeah. And, and those 4D just kind of keep rolling, right? So yeah. there's not a lot to really coach in-game. No, um, but you've got to make... You've got to, and I guess maybe it's not that hard to do your matchups and that sort of stuff, but being an award-winning junior hockey coach, <laughs> like I think I, 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 would be, I would be shocked if an assistant stepped in and, and still managed to get the exact same results in, in this high pressure of a situation, right? Well, look, I, I honestly have a different opinion on that because, you know, th- these assistant coaches are, are – are there for a reason also, right? Yeah, you're right. And Luke Richardson's not a dummy. No, he, 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 he's, played he's clearly game. okay back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, I, it has to have an impact, but it, it, it didn't. And, and I'm glad it didn't. I'm, I'm glad we're seeing the Habs in the fall right now, actually. I'd much rather see the Habs in the fall in Vegas. So uh, Yeah, as much as, as much as I'm like torn that as a Leafs fan, we're getting trolled even more. Like I want, I want a Canadian team to win the cup. Just because, like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want Vegas to win the cup. Then we'll get trolled even worse. Where it's this team's been around for four years and they're winning the cup, and the Leafs still can't figure it out. <laughs> At least it's going to a Canadian team. At the very yeah, least. true. Now, or back now to look, the, or I, I want to the defending champs. I want to hear your opinion here, though. Is is this the series where it ends for Montreal? So, well, let's let's say that. Let's save that until we've talked Tampa. Okay. Okay, because we haven't we haven't talked Tampa at all in this. And we've got a love fest going here with Montreal. But this is like this is not Edmund or this is not Winnipeg. And as much as we love the Leafs, Tampa's much better than the Leafs as you get down their lineup too and on their back end. This is a completely different animal that they're going to play here with Tampa than they've had to play so far. This is a completely different animal. I, 
I agree. Um, and I want to take it back to the Habs Vegas series where you and I, you know, chatted about, okay, where each team has the advantage. And this is the first series where I feel like Montreal doesn't have the clear cut advantage in goal. I don't think they have the advantage on the blue line and Tampa is clearly the best four group that they're going to play. So I really feel like it's a wash in net. Tampa is the better D- blue line has the better D's. And I think they're way better up front. I think, I think this is by a mile, the best team that the Habs are going to face and have faced all year. Yeah. And I think it's important. The, the goaltending thing is going to be really interesting to me. You and I, you and I differ a bit on this where, you know, you're more in the camp where you don't need an elite goaltender, one of these star top 10 goalies to get it done in the playoffs. You can have it with different guys. And, and I'm more in the, I want a, a, I want a star goalie, but at the same time, we both, I think we both agree you can't pay them a ton of money. However, both of these teams have star goalies who pay them a ton I can't think of a, the last time where you had this kind of goaltending matchup in the finals. Would it be back in the back in the nineties? I I can't think of it, man. No, me neither. Um, th- well, this is odd, right? It's, it's it is it's it is been odd. an odd playoffs, and and this is the first time where I've seen in in a very long time. I I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Very first time where you've got two goalies that are making, I, I don't know what Vasilevsky is making. I think it's over $8 million. It, It's nine, nine and change. It's almost, he's it, just under 10. So he's just under 10. So two $10 million goalies yeah. um, in, in the final. But yes, look, I'm firmly in the camp of don't pay your goalie. Don't pay your running backs. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a position that you can get, you can get what you need at a, at a value price. That yeah. that's my opinion on how to build a hockey team, but yeah. clearly this year that script has been flipped. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the past, it's not like you've been been wrong in that. Like uh, uh, St. Louis got to a Cup final with a guy that was coming off the scrap heap, and like lots of other teams have used you know tandems or whatever to get there, um, but. Yeah, this is one of the first times that in a long time I can think like these are these are to me the two best goalies in the world going head to head. It's going to be really interesting to see where it plays out. And this is the first time Montreal doesn't have a clear cut advantage in goal. And then on the back end, much like last series where I think uh, where I thought Vegas had the best players on defense, there's no question that Tampa has the best defenseman in this series and probably has the better decor as well. Uh, I, I think so. This is, this, this is just an elite team, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, they, they've, they're, they're tested as well, right? They know what it takes. They won it last year. And they've um, lost it a couple times, right? Like they lost in the finals, this group, they, they lost in the first round. This team isn't going to be rattled. They know how to win and lose. Yes. Yes, they do. They've, they've all been there. They've got real good leadership, really good team. They're going to be tough. Um, now, look, I, I think the Habs will be tough too, but, you know, there, there's a couple of things in this series, Chaps, that I'm really looking at um, as far as kind of, okay, who is going to win and who's 
whose team has the advantage where. But number one is, you know, Tampa's power play versus this Montreal PK that has been just absolutely lights out. Yeah. That's that's the key matchup. Yep. That's the number one key matchup for me. The second yep, thing sure. the second thing is can anyone and can Montreal shut down the point line, the point Kucherov line? No one's been able to do it in any playoffs yet. No. And but I honestly think that this will be the point line's toughest challenge yet as well, going against Janelle and um Yep. You know, that Weber group, that um, Weber. They're Toronto. punishing, right? They're, yeah. The Montreal, that group is, has punished superstar players all playoffs long. I don't expect it to change. I really don't. I, I don't either, but, but man, it seems like, you know, Point is able to kind of do it in different ways than other star players. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup for me. I'm actually looking forward to watching this series. Yeah. Um, thank God it's not Montreal and the Habs. Oh, oh. sorry, Montreal and the Habs. Montreal and the Islanders. I wouldn't oh have watched. I wouldn't have watched the game. But <laughs> but this this um, this series is really interesting to me, just for those two points. And you know that Tampa power play may be the best power play I've ever seen, and I think it's going going to be up against one of the best PKs that I've seen in a long time as well. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a fun matchup to watch, especially with Kucherov being banged up, right? Cause he's so important on that power play. If he's struggling and he can't really play, that's a huge advantage for Montreal. And, and if they can keep Tampa's power play to, if they can play even on special teams, they're going to give themselves a chance to win the series, man. They, they will, they will. It, I don't, I, by no stretch of the imagination, do I think this is going to be a walk for Tampa? I don't, nope. I'm hearing this again from people, and I'm just like, guys, you're not watching the games. No I mean, one is walking this Habs team right I, now. That's right. Have you not been paying attention for the last six weeks? There, we all thought they were going to get curb stomped in, by Toronto. That that didn't happen. And since that game five, they've been the best team in every series. They they and have, I, and they're not getting outplayed. They're not getting outworked. No. Um, they you dummy. can work as hard as them, but they're not going to get out work, man. It's it's a very tough team to play against right now, and I'm I'm expecting this to go six or seven again, man. I'm not kidding. I think it's going to go deep again. I, I just think, think Tampa is a bit better than than any team they've played yet. I don't think anybody's giving enough credit to Montreal because we heard this whole the North Division sucks thing all year long. Montreal stomped on Vegas. Like Montreal was by far the better team in that series. Like Vegas had a game and sections of games where they looked like they were going to run away with it. And then all of a sudden Montreal shut them down and got wins. And then when the series tightened up and when it really mattered, they were, there was no thought that to me that Vegas was going to be able to win that series. None. And so as much as I've downplayed and I've, I've really have, shit on Montreal here <laughs> for a while. But like they they were the best team in that last series and I think they're gonna give Tampa a lot more than than they can handle. Yeah, look I, I, I agree. I think this is going going deep and I still like Tampa in this series. Um I do like Tampa to to repeat. 
but uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. And I think I think Montreal is going to make it super tough. They they yeah. look a lot like the, the Dallas team from last year, man. They the, it feels the same to me, right? Yeah, except Where... except I think you're right. The only difference being Montreal. I don't think their goalie's just on a magical run, right? Like Hudobin was on the run of his life. You know, Carey Price has, has won major tournaments, has won major events. He know, like he's not. This is him being really good. Whereas that was Hudobin. Was it Hudobin? I think. It yeah, was. it was Hudobin. That was that was the the magical run of his career. He'll never be that good again. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I agree with that statement. It's, so, it's, so that's what it, that's, I'm just yeah, saying that the teams feel the same. That's right. They um, do. They they yeah. have that same kind of team of destiny feel. And so I'm super excited for this series. I, you asked me earlier who I've got for me, I think it's Tampa in six or seven. I really hope it goes seven because I think it's actually going to be a really entertaining series, but for me, it's still Tampa. I think goaltending Tampa has an equal. And then I really do think they know, they just know how to win. They know how to, how to bounce back after losses. They're not going to get rattled. I think Tampa's just too good top to bottom for Montreal. But, yeah, I think, I, but I think the Habs give them all that they can handle and it goes six or seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same. I'm, I'm in agreement with you this time. Of um, I think it's going deep. I think it's going six or seven. I think there's going to be a lot of close games, eight, maybe even a couple of overtime games. Yeah, but I I like Tampa to win the series in six, and I think the difference is going to be the um, this Gord Coleman um, Goudreau line that yeah. that just is just relentless. Uh, I mean, you know, Gord gets the goal in you know game seven. I I think that this is just a really really good group, good skilled group. I think the Tampa power play can get it going. Um, and I, I just like that them to win these close games. Uh, they've, they've been there, they've done it. And, uh, I think there's just going to be a little bit too much for the Habs, but let's see. I mean, this is why we play the games, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is I'm why we play the games. I would so. be really disappointed if this ends up as a quick series. I don't think it's going to, but you know, this happens sometimes, right? Where you, you get a matchup that you think is going to be great and it ends up going real quick. Um, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen here. I think it's going to go really deep. I'm really excited to watch it. I the other thing I hope is we're we've we've said we're going to steer clear of political stuff, and we are. But God, they've got to get more people in that Bell Center with what they're doing outside of it, right? They they have to. It's it's absolutely ridiculous that there, they're going to have no... thirty thousand people on the street just jam packed together, and you can't let more than thirty five hundred in the rink. It's yeah. ridiculous. You may as and... well just put them vaccinated people, tell them they got to wear masks, stick them in the rink because they're all together anyway. So what difference does it make? Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't make a difference. Now, no. there, there's one thing in this series, Chaps, that, that I think is going to drive me nuts. Um, and I want to do an over-under here um, of, of actually when this starts for Habs fans. How many... <laughs> How many times are we going to have to hear about Tampa's cap situation? Okay, so 
it's Sunday night. <laughs> I think we start hearing about it in the next 20 to 30 minutes. It's Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern. So if by 8 o'clock we haven't started hearing about this, and every single time Tampa scores, it's going to get brought up. Guaranteed. It's going to get brought up 100%. Oh, yeah. All you're going to hear is has fans <laughs> just belly aching. Well, this yeah. is a $100 million team. And it won't matter, chaps, if they're winning or losing. That's right. It won't. It'll be it worse if be, they win. It will then be they're... the narrative <laughs> if they're winning or losing. Yeah. That's what's going to drive me nuts. I'm yeah. going to lose it i'm gonna have to go to uh, to my rec league game tomorrow night and listen to have fans talk about well they've got a hundred million dollar salary cap listen guys everyone's playing within the same rules here that's right let's just stop and and they said if they win it'll be we were so good we beat teams that went 20 million over the cap and you're like oh my god do we really have to hear this that's what it's going to be a hundred year a hundred god i didn't even think about that but that's exactly what it's going to happen it's, and I, it's, I don't want to hear it. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, it'll be the one thing that they just love to bring up. That and if there's any sort of power play disadvantage for the Habs, it'll, they'll just be going bananas. Oh, 100%. So we're going we're gonna to take a break here quick, and then Braggy's going to join us. He's, he's keeping his picks hidden like a true – true degenerate he doesn't want anybody in on it until the last second so braggy's gonna take we're gonna take a break and then braggy's gonna join us here shortly i feel like braggy is kind of he's he's gonna be that guy that has like the rolled up um i don't want to say newspaper rolled up magazine you know with all the the lines yeah yeah in it that's what he he seems to me like right now he's just full degenerate mode and i can't wait to get him on He's apparently got some really nice stuff for us. He's been betting on a lot of, a lot of shit. What, what are he's the chances betting on he's, the Euro championships? What right What now. are the chances he's doing off track illegal cockfight betting right now? He, he could be. He told me he's going to ball hockey, and I don't believe him. I think he's going to do down to the ghouls to do something like that. He knows so. a guy who's he knows a guy who's three hundred and fifty pounds hanging out in a basement in downtown St. John's, who's who he's getting odds with, and that's who he's gambling with. He's not doing it online. He's doing it with this the shadiest person he can find. Oh, God, I can't wait to get him on him. I'm looking forward to these these tips that he's got because I know he's doing well. Um, and, you know, he's he's hitting on a lot of stuff each day and each night. So I'm really pumped to hear what he's got. All right, so we'll come back here. And uh, and we'll have Brad back. All right, let's. All right, let's let's break and let's let's bring in let's let's bring in our our, our betting expert here, our our gambling guru. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so Walshie, we got Braggy joining us, and in the interest of full disclosure, we're drinking still. Now all of us are drinking. So things are getting less organized and less co- coherent here as we go. So that's been great. Braggy, you just finished up some ball hockey. How'd the ball hockey go? Oh, good ball hockey game there. Playing with a bunch of young guys. 3-1 win, you know. Kid had three snipes. No big deal. So it was a, it's, a, it's, a solid, it's a solid round of, of ball hockey for you. Is that, a normal, is that a normal stat line or what are we looking at for 
for stat lines here. No, no, I'm playing two leagues actually. That's like young younger guys league, and I'm playing over thirty five. That one I'm uh, more like uh, Sidney Crosby, and I'm more like Mitch Bragg of senior hockey in the overnight. <laughs> so, so, so tell us, tell us the difference here, Braggy, in your ball hockey game versus your ice hockey game, because I'm very familiar with your ice hockey game, and I want to see if there's a difference. No, it's very, it's very similar. So I don't see so you, much. You, I don't you see are, you are a left winger cherry picking out at the red line. No, I'll, don't I'll, come I'll, back. I'll, I'll right blue. wing. I'll right wing in ball hockey. Oh, so you can just step into a slap shot or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Running down yeah. The, the wing, eh? Yeah, nice. and you nice. don't have to get back a lot in ball hockey like you do ice hockey. I find. So, so tell me who who's doing all the work out there so you can get these three goals. Oh, we got a couple. Uh, we got a couple young guys, but uh, tonight I was blessed on the line with Connor Donahue. I don't know if you know Connor. Plays a bit of. Uh, I think he plays with Dell. Played uh, Team Canada ball hockey a couple of years, so that helped. Okay. Okay. So, so it it is very similar to your ice hockey game. Uh, I I see the similarities now. Yeah. Uh, for I those, just, I just go. Don't... I just go first line and fourth line in that too. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, and we, we've teased Braggy on the on the pod, obviously uh, last pod and, and earlier in the chat t- tonight, but um, Braggy and I played senior hockey together and we're line mates uh, for the Southern Shore Breakers. Um, now, I did not know Braggy before I moved back to Newfoundland. And the story of us meeting and becoming friends is, is, is quite good. Um. So, so chaps, I don't even know if you know this. Yeah, I do. When, when, when I moved back to Newfoundland, I hadn't played hockey in a few years and, and a couple of my buddies convinced me to come play senior. But in order to do that, um, you know, I, because I came in mid season or something like that and I, my rights weren't owned, I, I don't know the full backstory, but, but anyway, they, they had to make a trade for me. So I had only, you know, come out braggy, what, maybe one or two times for practice or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and you know, Braggy is kind of sitting back with all the veterans, a couple of guys that I know that I've played, um, you know, AAA midget with or, or junior in the past. And, and, and anyway, we, we get to the point where we have to make the trade for, for, for me, or they get to the point where we have to make the trade. And, well, being kind of, you know, the superstar hockey player that I was, they had to, <laughs> whoa, 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 okay. they had to give up a lot. So, so apparently, what was it, Brag? They ended up trading like three or four guys. Four was guys, it, I think. It was, was four it, guys. Was it three big Marys and a, and a 10 piece? <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny, funny you should say that because that was my sponsor was Mary. <laughs> But so they had to trade like three or four guys. We lost like a line of guys. And and anyway, the next practice I come I come to practice and I walk into the dressing room. Braggy is sitting back in the back there with his uh with his buddies and with the boys. And he looks at me in, in his Bonavista twang and he says, Buddy, you better be some fucking good. We gave up four fucking guys for you. <laughs> I didn't skip a beat, looked him dead in the eyes, and said, Jesus, 
Bragg, I just assumed you were part of the four guys that were traded. How did you end up sticking around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so well, after, after that, Braggy quickly realizes I was just as ignorant as him, um, <laughs> at least. Maybe not quite. Maybe a little bit more. We don't know. It's somewhere around the same, but. With, within kind of, I think, two practices then, once we've got chatting back and forth, he comes over, leaves leaves the, the veteran boys, comes sit sits with me, and we just beat the rest of the team the rest <laughs> the whole year um, and have been kind of friends ever since. So it's, Chaps? Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty this fun, one. and we have a lot of good laughs together. Yeah. yeah, we do, for sure. This is one interesting thing, one interesting thing though, when Walsh sat next to me, like, I have a bit of a, I don't know, it's not really a superstition, but something I was doing since, like, Bantam, where I, like, spray paint at the bottoms of my stick black, right? right. So, I'm next to Walsh. We're going out for practice, and I look down, and I'm like, this guy's got some weird superstition. He spray paints the, the inside of his helmet black. <laughs> <laughs> when I come to discover, it's his fucking hair dye. <laughs> dying my, I was dying my hair since I was 22. Leave, leave that alone. <laughs> We covered this before. While she's let it go now, he looks like a polar bear out there. No, he looks good. He's getting a few uh, compliments from the married ladies on the street about his uh, salt and pepper. So he's okay. His ego's back up again. <laughs> so the, then, the... Brad, you, you joined us in Clarenville. What what year did we played one or two years together there in Clarenville? I think we played one or maybe two. That was, uh, I'd say, well, years, like we played 11 year, maybe. Yeah, a year and a half, I think. We played together the half of second year and then uh, the right. late so at, at christmas time um is that so when you got how, released by the caribou set? that's right that's when they were like this guy's just so completely out of shape we're not doing this anymore <laughs> well was that for your lack of play or because you went naked in an irving and cracked open a beer <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> so, i just thought they shipped out so you wouldn't get arrested yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway on that note <laughs> So, in the last few years, we hear you've been you've been uh, gambling on Russian bear fights. <laughs> no, so just I've always like betting on sports buy, but last like this year, last couple of years I guess, but this year I was, uh, you know, I did good at a good run at the football, and uh, I don't know why I was just I was got laid off work and I'm home and uh, yeah, like early in the mornings there's like Russian hockey on, so I started betting on it. <laughs> this guy's betting on the khl chaps so like what was it what what were you watching that the khl was on so i wasn't what? watching anything first i was just putting bets in right but it was like it got into the <laughs> it got into the playoffs and uh like one one was playing eight and like a regulation win for like one was like 210 215 i'm like jesus so i'd like to slap 100 bucks on and i could clean up right so then one Saturday morning, I was home, and I was, like, bored. I'm usually up, like, 5, 5.30. So I bet on the game, and I was, like, just tried to search it online, and I found it. So I started watching it, and it ended up being Datsuk versus Kovalchuk. Oh, nice. Who and, did you win? Uh, and it was funny because, like, the NHL was on. It was getting a little bit, like, boring. No fans, whatever. And, like, the KHL was, like, full-on fans. Every whistle, there was a scrum. It was fast. It was hard-hitting. It was actually entertaining. So then I started watching it and betting more on it. So you're, you're betting on that. What other oddities are you betting on right now? 
Oh, there's some good. There's some days if I'm bored, I might bet on cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to qualify something here for everyone who's listening. I want to qualify something. He's winning a ton of fucking money on this shit. He's winning a lot on these bets. And it sounds like he's just randomly doing it, but he's winning a lot. <laughs> Chaps, Chaps, while she's like, any bets lately? I was like, yeah, I lost 100 on Japanese baseball this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the betting. So I told Walsy I had an interesting stat for him. I'm going to share it. Okay. So since the NHL playoffs started, yeah, I've bet on, I've bet 100 bucks. On every single game for a first period tie. Okay. First round, 45 games. Yeah. Went 28 17, profit at 3,600 bucks. That's pretty good. Holy shit. That's pretty good. The odds <laughs> for a first period tie are anywhere between like 270 and three bucks. So if you kind of put it in between, yeah. Unbelievable stat. Can't yeah. couldn't believe it. So you've done that each round. So yeah, every game so far. So that was forty-five games first round, profit of thirty-six hundred. Second yeah. round, there was twenty-one games. I went eleven and ten, so even pretty much. Yeah. Still profit of a thousand, right? Because you're, uh, you know, if you just you're even, but like you're betting two hundred and winning three hundred, really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to one when you win. Yeah. Third round, thirteen games, seven and six, profit of seven thirty total. First period ties, profit of fifty four hundred forty bucks. That's that's good cash if you for for nothing for nothing. This is what I've been telling you, chaps. Every game that I've watched with this guy, he's got a bet on this first period tie. Unbelievable, and he's, and he's hitting it. He's hitting it. So you're gonna. I'm assuming this is you're gonna keep this going through. Obviously, you're gonna keep this going through the Cup final. Yeah, I'll keep it going. Yeah, I got I got my bet put in already for the game one. <laughs> You're already locked and loaded three days in advance. Yeah. So I told, I'm just so sick of Habs fans. So you have no idea. So, <laughs> no, we do. We, we, we've talked about it here. We so know. anyway, I told, uh, I told my buddy that I got a thousand bucks on the Habs to win the series to pro to win 3000. I was like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. If, if the Habs wins a cup, at least I can say I won three gang, three grand. Yeah. And if they lose, I'll be like, fuck it. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're you're a Penguins fan, uh, you know. Here, so you're not a Habs fan. Clearly, where are you at with this series? Walsh and I have already kind of talked it over. What are your thoughts on on Montreal and and this series? Like, like Montreal has been playing good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that. And Price has been lights out. Um, I think. I think they're going to face a different animal in Tampa. Their offense is unreal. They got a hot, like, you know, a good goalie. I think they're going to be in tough. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, you're, on, you're on the same page as us. How long do you think the series goes? I think Price might steal a game or two. So I'm kind of thinking, like, I want to say Tampa in five, but I might give him the six just because Price might steal a game or two. Okay, what are your thoughts on carry on carry it here? In the, for the final or in, or in general? Both. I have something in general, but on like with this series in the playoffs, like I mean, Jesus, he's been lights out. There's no no doubt about that. Yeah. 
yeah, he's, I mean, he's the playoffs, he's been a different animal, but in, in general, like it's where you at with him. So here's, here's what I want to get your thoughts on. So I have a buddy who I always argue that I feel career wise, Mark Andre Fleury, big Pittsburgh guy, big Fleury guy. I think at the end of the day, he's the better goalie, more successful and statistically that's shown. What's your thoughts on that? Okay, so we hit on this. I forget how many podcasts ago, Walshie. The, we, the lead we, we did in, touch the, on it. Yes, we the did. lead into the Vegas uh, Montreal series, where I think that Mark Andre, I I think Mark Andre Fleury's got a, a, this raw deal in that he's been to what four Cup finals? Five. He's been five, two, four. three with Pittsburgh. Last four, in the five. finals yeah, right, to five. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you can make the argument he wasn't the starting goalie for Pittsburgh when they got to the finals in those back-to-back years. But the one season, I mean, he played them all the way through to two wins away from the cup final. And then they went to, to Matt Murray after that. Right. Right. You know, so I think, I think if you look at just simply what they've done in their careers, this is, this is Carey Price's first chance at a Stanley cup. If you take away what he's done with team Canada, it's no question that Mark Andre Fleury's had the better NHL career. There's no, there's no getting. I, I agree. So this brings me to this. I seen this today. Tampa's GM says that he's Hall of Fame right now, even before the finals. He's Hall of Fame right now. Carey Price. He's a hundred percent Hall of Fame right now. Carey okay. Price is in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. Okay. So here's my debate. Okay. What's the criteria for a goalie to get in the Hall of Fame? Well. So I think what will matter for Carey Price to get into the Hall of Fame, like if he stopped right now, it's like a guy like Matt Sundin who didn't win a Stanley Cup. It was like, let's say it's pre this this season when before Carey goes to a cup final. It's it's like Matt Sundin to me where he's an elite player in the NHL and has success on the world stage, but doesn't necessarily have success in the NHL's playoffs. And that's got more to do with I think the depth of the team around him than necessarily his own talent. So if I was going to compare him to another hall of famer, to me, it w- his career kind of matches up with Matt Sundin's a lot. Fair. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm different on this because I look, I think, look to, to me, flurry has the better, let's call it resume. When you look at it on paper. Yep. And Look, he's he's a great goaltender. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 not a Flurry hater. I, I really love Marc Andre Flurry. Like, he's he's an excellent goaltender, excellent player, has been great for a long time. But he is nowhere close to as good as Carey Price. Career nowhere close. And and Let's look, see. so the, the Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame for me is that's another tricky one because they're letting people in anybody there now that that should not be in there. Um, and, and, and look, Agreed. I'll keep, I'll keep it simple, right? Like I'll keep it simple for the hall of fame. Were, were you the best player at your position at any point in your career? And with Carey price, that's an easy yes. Yep. And he's, he's been the best player at his position for, for a very long time. Um, okay, you can say these last three, four years, you know, his statistically he hasn't been great, but he's been on pretty damn bad teams as well. 
Um, including but, the one that's in the cup final. Including the one that's in the <laughs> Yeah, no, no kidding. No kidding. But, but, but look, he, he's a no-doubter for me. Yeah, he's that's right. But I think, I think to your point, though, Braggy, it's, it's just simply different for goalies. And, but I, I do think the hall, I, I'm on, I'm on board with Walsh. The hall of fame to me is far too watered down. Well, um, no, I agree. I agree. And, and like, it's, they, there's so many guys getting in. Actually, I wouldn't mind doing a hall of fame podcast because I got a Patrick Marlowe take that I'd like oh. to get out there at some point, but yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> and it, that's been discussed in the, in the yeah, GC quite a bit, but I, I, I don't think, I, I'd say this: If Carey Price and Mark Andre Fleury are on the same team, and you have to pick a starting goalie, you're probably picking Carey Price for that game. But Mark Andre Fleury has met, has accomplished more in the NHL than Carey Price. There's no getting around. He, he has the better paper resume, right? That's, that's what I look I, at, right? So, like, yeah. you take a Hall of Fame right now. Fleury's third all-time wins, playoffs, regular season, 500 wins, better GP, uh, better goals against. Better save percentage, more shutout. Like he trumps price in every category. Yeah, but is anybody saying Mark Andre Fleury's not a Hall of Famer? No, no. I just mean, I guess, in an argument with people, price people. Well, you're arguing. Don't do that. You're talking to Habs fans. <laughs> don't argue with Habs fans. They're delusional. <laughs> but right. okay, so just this go back. Your, just... This is your fault now. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I get back to like the price thing and what's the criteria for like the Hall of Fame, which like while she's. T- Sent like Walsh's spiel makes total sense. I get that, but like just to play the numbers game because I just did because it drives me nuts. So I wrote this down today because I know we're going to chat about it. Like numbers wise, Nabokov, Cam Ward, Quick, Habby Bulin, they're all better than Price, and in they the all play- have cups except for in, in the pl- in the playoffs or in regular season. Well, just career wise, I right, think right. maybe regular season I hollow. But like Jonathan Quick has like two cups. Jonathan Quick's a Hall of Famer. You I, think I'm he's really he's, going there? I, I, I'm I'm a hard no on Jonathan Quick. And I'm with Walsh. I don't think he ever sees close to the Hall of Fame. Guys, the the this is I get this is going to be a, an interesting podcast when we have this one. We're going to bring Braggy on for this one. We are. These guys are getting into the NHL Hall of Fame. They are. Quick has two cups. He's getting in. It's at end of story. He's getting in. He played on the American Olympic team. He's getting in. It's the same with now the one goalie who who has this has kind of not held true for is Chris Osgood. Uh, you listen, you just took words I'm out. I got a little star here with Chris. Osgood. But Chris Osgood, Chris Osgood, they they let a guy in a few years ago who was 30 years retired. Wait, Chris Osgood's going to get in on some lean year no one year. Way, boy, Osgood is not getting in. You and watch Corey Crawford. Like, let's stop. Corey Crawford's this. also getting in. He's got three cups. No, I don't think I don't think Osgood gets in either. Four hundred wins though, three cups. Uh, better. He's gonna get in. Goals against and save percentage and more shutouts than Carey Price. So like, that's why Price being kind of. He's done nothing yet. Carey Price has has built his resume on international hockey. Exactly. And fucking, I could have played goal on that team, Canada. Well, now in fairness to people who say that. You know how many Team Canada's didn't win? That's true. Like we say that a lot, but I mean the twenties, the the you know the the team that what? Pat Quinn took the second one, the two thousand six team, they got spanked. You know it it we we say that a lot, but 
I mean, that 2010 team wasn't a lock to win at all uh, in Vancouver with how young they were and, and they switched goalies from to Luongo. Like there, there was a lot going on there. They weren't a lock. Now the last time, what was it? 2014 that we won. That team was maybe one of the best teams assembled here in, in a real long time. That was the best hockey team. Assembled right. I don't ever. think price was to make or break or win that though. No, he wasn't, but they also like, he also, his numbers in that tournament were outrageous, you know? And so I think the hall of fame is such a different argument because they take, I think they take lots, lots of stuff in and they let guys in that I don't really think when you, when I think of hall of fame, I think you're the elite of the elite and it's not just for one season, it's for multiple years. And there's just guys that get, that get in that you just simply like Mark Howe is in the hall of fame. Why is he in the hall of fame? Is you Mark know, like, Howe in the hall of fame? Yeah. What? what? Yes. I, just, I couldn't believe Sergey Zubov got in. He, I, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Jeez, I might get in the listen to this. I might get in the Newfoundland Labrador Hockey Hall of Fame one of these days. Well, hey, you, you've got a four A title, no? <laughs> I've got a four A. I've won it every. I've won everything. No. <laughs> Junior, Triple A, Senior. Let's well, at, at the very least, you should be a Bonavista Ring of Honor guy, <laughs> <laughs> right? You and Michael Ryder. That's it. Yeah, you, Mike, Daniel. Um, yeah, Pards, yeah, Sweetland. Yeah. I mean, there's a few guys. I mean, it'll be a, an impressive Ring of Honor. You might, you might have to wait a little bit. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think you're a first ballot. But uh, you know, how many ballots do they have? <laughs> do they have a second? <laughs> there's only four spots, and there was there was three people. He didn't brag. He didn't make it. It's it's at least hey, Braggy, at least. You know, on Chaps' side, Chaps is going to try and get in as a player and as a coach in Alston. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a player Fair and enough. coach. Fair enough. <laughs> so we've gotten we've gotten real side. <laughs> it's probably oh. the cocktail. Chaps. If there's anyone yeah, that's right. this sideways, it'll be me. <laughs> so what have you got for us? I've got I think Walsh and I. I've got Tampa in six. Walsh has got Tampa in seven. If you're putting, no, money I got, down, I've got Tampa in six as well. In six, sorry. So we're both Tampa and six. Uh, if you're putting money down on this series for a game, a game total, what what's it going to be? Well, like I said, uh, my I'm going to go five. My heart's going five. Tampa and five. I uh, won't be surprised if Price steals a couple though, but I'm going to go five. And have you seen what have you seen for prop bets throughout the series or throughout in the first game that you're thinking you're going to hit? So my look, first, you're on you're on the first period tie. We know that. Yeah, first period ties done. My lock pick is Tampa in regulation, game one. So this is the braggy lock yes. of the week. The braggy lock. Yeah, it's, it's almost that. two dollars for a regular season. It's dollar eighty nine. I'm gonna put like two hundred or two fifty on us. So you're gonna hit it. I'm. Yeah. Look, can I get in on this action? I think that Montreal is facing a different animal. It's in Tampa, and I think Tampa are gonna be ready. What are some of the like? Are you are you cruising, looking for for different prop bets throughout the series? Have you checked into that at all? I've got another one. Uh, sorry, chat. Go ahead. I got yep. one for Braggy because we touched on it earlier in our chat. But and I know he's been betting a lot on this, on Tampa's power play. Oh yeah, we didn't get into that. 
Um, are you going to be betting on Tampa's power play in this series? I'm really interested to know uh, because I know I that's what you're doing. I don't know. I was really pissed off in Game 7 that Tampa didn't get one power play in an NHL <laughs> Game 7. I heard that. So I had – I've been really uh, – on Caps, I've been really on Hedman for a power play point, and it's it was at the start of the playoffs paying like 350 Yeah. So hundred bucks gets you three fifty, but it's he's been doing good, so it's scaled down to like two sixty, two seventy. But um, you know, I might wait on that one to see how they look in game one, or I might just I might do it. Uh, I'm not sure yet. Right. So you're you're how how many bets are you do you normally place per game? Normally on the game, I've just been doing the first period one and and a power play point one because if you like with the Hebben one, it was like three fifty, three eighty. So if he gets a power play point one in every four games, I get my money back. Right, and he's got why he's got like sixteen, seventeen points right now. No, oh, I think he's no, he's more than that. I think he's yeah, no, he's, he's close to twenty, close to twenty. Yeah, he's right behind Braden Point, I, I believe. Yeah, he is. They're they're together there. Yeah. Please tell me you've been betting on this Braden Point goals scoring streak. Uh, no, I haven't been. I haven't been touching the goals. Oh, that's I, a, I wish. That's a miss. You were asking me about um, the props for yep. the, uh, but it's just it's just not it's just not worth it. Like um, I'm just trying to bring it up here. So, like for example, like for the series, right? Yeah. It's only it's only giving me the game now. Where I don't know where it was to, but it's like. They pair, like, say, Caulfield with point, so, like, point-wise. So, for a point to beat them in points, the odds are, like, $1.20. Right, which is too low to bet on, right? Right, like, if I bet 100 bucks to, like, win profit $20, you know? Yeah, it's, like, not, it's not worth it. No, no, exactly, right? So, well, I've been um, – I haven't been – I won't touch none of that. What is – what's the over-under for Caterpillar's mating on Walsh's eyebrows? <laughs> Have you have you seen anything that? on Walsh's eyebrows is possible? <laughs> we, yeah, look up wow. that line and let's put let's sprinkle something on that when uh, when we find it. Got your picks here for game one. I think you're locked in on the first period tie, uh, Tampa in regulation, and you're gonna stay. Are you gonna go with the Victor Hedman power play? I'll, I'll ride Hedman on game one. See if he uh, see what he does here. They, so didn't, get a power, they didn't get a power play in, in the last game. Jesus Christ! They got to get one next game, don't they? I think so. I think because it's game seven. They let them play it out. Game one. Yeah, I right. think. I think you'll see some power plays both ways. Um, so what uh, what else this this week are you looking at outside of the NHL? Anything? Are you focused more on on the NHL here? I'm mostly on the NHL. I don't do a lot of baseball. I got screwed over on that last week. Walsh knows about that when I was ready to murder the Blue Jays. Oh, please tell yeah. me about on the, their bullpen. Yeah, just bet on their bullpen to blow a lead. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I will do a little betting on the Euro Cup. Yeah, what do you like at the Euros? Uh, I've been doing a little bit of the, ha- the halftime bet. So it's going to be uh, like a tie at halftime or? Yeah. The tie at the half. Okay. How's that been going? Uh, just average, kind of hit or miss, really. Today it's, it was today. I did it today. It was one on one. It's soccer, so it's tough to care, right? Yeah, I know. Like usually, if I'm I'm watching it, I'll like make place a little better or something. But 
Might put some money on Belgium to win it out, or a little bit of an underdogs. So we'll see. Okay. Belgium is a good pick. They're 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 going to be one of the teams that that has a chance to win it. I think. And they yeah. got an easy. They got an easy path through the quarters. Big. Well, no, uh, big they got up, Italy, man. Big upset today. Italy's done, bud. No, no, Italy's not done. Italy got knocked out today by the check. No, you're gonna have to recheck your your uh, your bracket because Italy won yesterday and Italy's playing Belgium in the quarterfinals. Well, who lost this morning? Who did? No, oh, Italy won. Who won? Did, who played today? It's a tough. <laughs> look to for, edit this out. It's a tough look for Braggy right now. Italy. <laughs> I bet on the. Fir- I did bet on the first game. Uh, Italy definitely won. Oh, sorry. No, no, the Netherlands. Sorry, the Netherlands, Netherlands got right. knocked out. The Netherlands. Well, flag, right? I knew there was a. I knew there was a big upset there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're in for that. Perfect. So those are the braggy locks of the week. I think we're going to try and hit the this once a week here, braggy. So I like the Sunday night picks. Um, so let's make sure we got we got some picks ready to go for next Sunday. The good news is the NHL didn't schedule any games on a Saturday night with the Canadian team playing, which is just the the most NHL thing of all time, isn't no, it? Can they can they fuck up a schedule any? Any worse? Like, what? What is <laughs> just, wrong with the NHL? Who's doing the NHL scheduling? It's got to be a I, fucking two-year-old. Like, it's it's crazy to me that there's not there's a Canadian team in the final. There's not a friggin' Saturday night game. And Schedule. like, you go, you go a day off in between the first three games, and inexplicably you take two days off between games three and four, well, why didn't you take those two games off traveling from Tampa back to that's, Montreal yeah, that's what, that's and play what they Saturday do. night? It's so simple. Yeah, you're taking it off during Canada Day weekend, and, like, it's unbelievable. It's they just, unbelievable. I was, they I, was liking, uh, I was looking forward to a Saturday night fire with the game going. No, yeah, no, we're, no. We're going to have to do that Friday night, Braggy. Friday yeah, we'll or do, Monday. Friday. I just – the NHL can't get this – can't get out of their own way, man. And – I know what they they're thinking. It's Canada. It's not going to matter. We'll get a number either way. But like, it's so simple. Just play the, the Friday on Saturday. It, it's so easy, and they just can't get it right. But when we come back with Braggy, when we come back next Sunday, that will be three games in, and we'll see where all the where the betting stands. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I, I I think Braggy throughout the week, I'm going to be hitting you up for some for some tips on on some of the cool things that you're doing. And um, and just some of the hits that you you've been uh, you've been having. So we're gonna keep track here, Braggy. We're gonna we're yeah, gonna keep, keep you track. on. Yeah. And um, look, I'm 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 thinking about laying some money down on some of this stuff that you're doing because I, I've got to I've got to get some of this windfall. I got to ride some coattails here. Yeah. And we're gonna tweet out we're gonna tweet out for games two and three the Braggy locks for those games. Yeah. So make good. sure make sure that. That you're, if you're listening to the pod, make sure you're checking Twitter so you can get the braggy locks, and we'll we'll update everybody how he's doing after each game. All Sounds right. good, boys. Sounds perfect. Good. All right, boys. Thanks. We'll, uh, All right. we'll catch back up next week and uh, and go from there with the with the gambling talk. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, guys. That good was work. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks. Later, See guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.